Hey there, demons. It's us, girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, dear ones, true friendship is forcing your friend to listen to you swallow a beverage when you hold the mic to your throat. Why? <laughs> Why do you because have to do that? My love for you is like the tea going down my esophagus. It's very. It, I, it, is it hot and spicy? <laughs> it, it is cold, but there is a spice because it's lemon ginger. <laughs> cold, cold and hard to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I love I walked too. right into that one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't heat it up. Like it I heat up my coffee 3 to 4 times cuz it takes me and this is not an exaggeration 4 hours to drink it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, nowadays um and tea falls into the same category. Okay. So sometimes it's it's very much like a cold pizza like it's there and I'll just go ahead and drink it. Because it's a cardinal sin in my mind to waste tea. I I can see that. I had I went to a cafe the other day because I like their matcha lattes. I've had them a couple Ooh. times before, and I went in and I ordered one. And within like five seconds, I feel they said, "Okay, matcha latte." And I picked it up. I went, "That was that was suspiciously fast." And I took a drink, and it was the worst tea no. I've ever drank in my life. And it's a cafe, so it's like $6. And I'm like, well, literally, I'm pouring that down the drain. That is so upsetting. What about the matcha latte was bad? Was it just everything? It was bitter. Oh, it wasn't the sweet matcha. It was more maybe... I have no idea. It tasted as if there was just no sugar or milk added at all. It just seemed like there was froth on top, too much froth as well. And then it was just like bitter, icky. I don't know. I think the only reasonable thing to do in that situation is to burn the establishment to the ground and also leave a terrible Yelp review. You and your arson ideology right now. This is the third time you've said to burn something to the ground. Yeah, and twice I already said, or suggested rather, that we should burn your house to the ground. So I would have already had a burned structure that I could (laughs) burn no more. (laughs) Your quest for flames hasn't been quenched. And it never will be. (laughs) And that's the tea. That's the true tea. That's the scalding tea. Oh, Because fire is indeed hot. And this tea is not. Yes, it is. You know what else is hot? Huh. Uh, My Xbox after I'm done gaming. (laughs) Oh, no. And listeners, to clue you in, we're going to talk about video games today. I tried. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because you're like, well, if if we can't get her to stop talking about arson, then perhaps if we distract her... (laughs) I'll just do a smooth transition as much as I can. Yeah, or unless you said, like, babies eat marshmallows, and then, you know, <laughs> I I don't know, something like that. Anywho. Video Anywho. games, gaming Video systems, games. all that fun stuff. What are they? Who were they? 
And which ones ruin friendships? Let's talk all about it. Yeah. I Maybe our listeners might not know, but we've got some pro gamers over here. <laughs> it's a, mm. <laughs> Quotations. Air quotes. Very loose ones. No, no. I... I don't know about you and your history with video games, but my mm-hmm. my parents didn't let me have gaming systems growing up because they thought I would rot my brain. So <laughs> I didn't really start getting into video games at all until I think my junior year of high school when I babysat my cousins and they had the Xbox 360. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and at the time, it was Halo that we were playing. <laughs> One, kudos to you for finding the loophole. Right. Um, through the very uh, method of deception. <laughs> and then secondly, what drew you to Halo? And what were the best and worst things about it? Since that was kind of your intro too. I don't, I mean, I didn't choose it. It was my cousins that chose it. And it was just really big at the time. I think Halo was got it. one of those on the 360 that... People got on, they played, they fucked around, and then yelled at each other in game chat afterwards. (laughs) If I had to, in my mind, if I had to pick the most abusive space I could think of, the most verbally abusive, it would probably be an Xbox chat room. (laughs) You would be correct. Yeah. I, I think even those of us who did not have an Xbox had an inkling, just this hunch of how terrible such a place is yeah i i know we have a cyber bully problem today that still needs yeah. to be worked on but true bullying happened verbally <laughs> from a complete stranger <laughs> in an xbox <laughs> chat room in early 2010 <laughs> right right that was that was where the true abuse stemmed from <laughs> Right, it was abusive towards you and your mom. Oh my god. <sighs> it was it was the wild west of the internet before the internet became the wild west. Yeah, aside from maybe AOL chat rooms. Yeah, I didn't dabble the, in those too much. I used to have one and my little thing whenever I sent a message it had a moose sound so I was like, "Wah." Make all the boy moose go (laughs) But a very cute moose (laughs) We're all over the place today What was your first introduction into video games, dear S? It was the PlayStation system So it was that simple gray box Mm -hmm. And the memory cards were chunky And it was very bland It was a very bland system But it was so much fun because at the time, I had a lot of the Crash Bandicoot games going uh, growing up. Okay. Also, Spyro the Dragon. I was so all about Spyro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the secondary kind of system of choice was a Game Boy Advance. Okay. So it was... Um, I didn't have a regular Game Boy. And then what was so unique about the Game Boy Advance is that you could fit... The Game Boy cartridges in there just kind of stuck out from the top. Yeah. And then, yeah, they created kind of the half cartridge so it fit very snugly and, you know, it was a completely fitted piece. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the 
classic Game Boy games were my favorite, like Donkey Kong, Tomb Raider, where everything was 2D. Mm-hmm. There was no 3D element to it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you can only see Laura Croft from profile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Pokemon games, of course. Oh, well, yeah. But with yeah. with uh, Tomb Raider and Donkey Kong, those are side-scrollers, right? Where it's just a continuous going forward yes. path. Yeah. 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 I didn't have those. I do I do recall though, technically my first introduction to video games was with my neighbor who mm-hmm. had the beautiful unbeatable GameCube. Ah, it, it's like Hellraiser, you know the cube. <laughs> but <laughs> this so is right. a more yeah, wholesome child-friendly version most of the time version of that. Oh yeah, there's uh we played mostly Mario Party on that and Oof. i i was telling s earlier mario party is the monopoly of video games you want to lose a friendship or break something in an irate rage mario party <laughs> <laughs> yeah the downgrade from being best friends to friends to just acquaintances <laughs> to mortal enemies <laughs> right and then uh enemies to lovers <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't think I ever felt that playing a Mario Party game. Yeah, no, I don't know what kind of existential crisis. <laughs> I think the but, worst is that there's a there's a point in the early Mario Parties where you can swap things with each other if you land on the right space. Mm-hmm. The number of fucking times I lost so many stars because I swapped stars <laughs> with people. <laughs> and I remember, so my husband and I, we have so many gaming systems. We have a GameCube. And so we have some of the original Mario parties. And we were playing them. And I swapped stars with him. And I lost everything. <laughs> I had like four stars and he had one. And we swapped. And I just went, are you kidding me? Because there were two turns left. Was it an accidental swap or was it theft? <laughs> It was one of those where it's random, quote unquote, on what you oh. um, are swapping and then the amount. Because sometimes you just give a star or you swap coins or an amount of them. But no, this was just all stars swapped. Maybe the developers at Nintendo have an alternative agenda. <laughs> I think and they're, they're just like masochists. rather. Right, yeah. Rather than bring the people together, how can we create a division? Because. I, I don't know, like Mario Party, there is a friendly competition that slowly evolves into something much more ferocious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I loved Mario Party and Mario Kart as well. Anything that you're racing people, like Crash Bandicoot, they had Crash Team Racing. Mm-hmm. And it was very much just like Mario Kart, where... You could collect weapons and money and, like, throw TNT at people and whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a good time. I'm really bad at racing games. I cannot keep my car in the middle of the lane. (laughs) (laughs) I do myself dirty more than anyone else ever could. I just drive off the end because I don't see a turn coming or I think I can do the little, like, secret hops and I miss those completely. 
Oh, like the shortcut, so to speak, on the track? Yeah, where it's like, oh, Got if it. you just go here, it shaves, you know, five seconds off your time. Well, if you make it, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest that I've been in the same car while Dee is driving in real life, and that is not an issue. I'm not afraid of falling off the track. I'm just saying, because people are like, oh, how does that translate to real life? I'm, I'm just <laughs> shutting down rumors that I've been hearing. <laughs> that I've started by myself. <laughs> I was like, but what have you been <laughs> yeah, I I started a rumor. I started a bunch of rumors. You don't know what the rest are yet. We're gonna find out. No, <laughs> <laughs> you made a secret Reddit account, and you're just like spewing filth into the void that is the internet. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like corn doesn't taste like corn. Fight me or. <laughs> You know, but totally to your point about the racing games, that is a real thing. But I will say that sometimes because of the lack of control and you're just a total ball of chaos, it may work out in your favor because then you mess everyone else up that's just trying to drive. Well, see, I feel like I need to embrace that mindset more because I'm too competitive to give up. Oh, you don't know when to quit. I still try, even though I'm not going to make it. (laughs) I've seen things like uh, along the lines of my parents didn't raise a quitter, but they raised an idiot or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, mama didn't raise a quitter. He's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? I really am enjoying in games how they add mini games. Yeah. In between missions and stuff. So, for instance, uh, anyone who's a fan of Mortal Kombat, Mm. the first time that I saw any mini game feature was in Mortal Kombat Deception, where they had chess. Yeah. And which was really cool. Because it was just as gruesome as if you were playing arcade mode or, you know, versus. Yeah. But then in Armageddon, which was the following game, and that was on the PlayStation system. I don't know if it was different for Xbox, because I know that the graphics nowadays with those games are absolutely insane and just amazing. But in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, they had Tetris. Oh. And also go-kart racing. Okay. Yeah, and it was so cool. I think games being inside games is really interesting. For for me, I play a lot of Stardew Valley. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they have, one, it's a quest to beat 500,000 points in, um, oh, what is it? Mini something. Basically, you're a little, they have little, um, Squishy marshmallow people, basically. I can't. Yes. Junimo, Junimar, Junimo cart. That's what it's called. You're in a little mine cart, and uh-huh. you click A to jump, and you have to get through the levels. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult, like so difficult. And I think I tried. I think I tried for fifteen to twenty minutes straight, just trying to beat you know the five hundred thousand. And I, it's no, no. I think the most I got was 150. <laughs> I mean, hey, all 150 is better than nothing. And 
all I can think of is that one video that you sent me of that guy playing the game with the cube, jumping over the spikes. Oh. Like rage play. Oh, rage quit. Yes. Rage quit. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm imagining in my mind as you're playing this game. Yeah, that's called the impossible game. Yeah, that's that's me literally trying to play Judy Milkart. And the more I think about it, I don't think it's 500,000. I think it might just be 5,000, but it feels like 500. It's so much and it's so difficult. Yeah, especially, I don't know about you, but do you tend to get stuck on one particular part? And then for every 15 failed efforts, you have one where you go just a little further, but then soon after that fail again, and you're just like, oh. See, the worst part about Junie Mokart is that it's different every time. The map changes every time. So it's- Sneaky. Yeah, you can't get used to a pattern. I feel like it'd be easier if I could at least get used to a pattern, because then I could know when to click the damn button to jump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's different every time, I think, specifically so that it's more difficult. Oh, yikes. You know what? Now that guy that was in that Impossible Game Rage Quit video yeah. is so much better by comparison because he's like, I only tried a few times and then it shows effort like 4,000 something. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my God. Ball sacks. <laughs> If anyone, I, I have a feeling people will know who that is. His name's Michael Jones, and he works for Achievement Hunter. And at the time, it's years ago that that video took place, and he's from New Jersey. And you, like the, the New Jersey comes out very strong. It's so like anger in its purest form. <laughs> it's it great. really is. It's almost cathartic to watch. It is for many reasons. Like you feel uh, sympathy, you feel rage with him, you feel joy at his pain. The so-called uh, in our line of work, Schadenfreude, which is <laughs> happiness at other people's pain. Yes, but on the opposite spectrum, and also going back to a mini game, and I think this was only on Xbox, to my knowledge. It was part of Black Ops. I think it was called Nazi Zombies. Yes. And it was the freaking most terrifying, stressful game, or at least one of them that I've ever played. Aside from like maybe Resident Evil and Slender Man, which we'll get to in a little bit. Oh, God. (laughs) But were were you a player of Nazi Zombies as well? A connoisseur of murdering Nazi sore zombies? I can't play shooting games to save my life. Okay, so driving... And shooting. Can't do it. Like, I can kind of do shooting. I can do shooting in Skyrim. I'm really good with a bow in in Skyrim. And. All right, Katniss Everdeen. (laughs) And I can, if it's a bow, I can sim, I can somewhat handle it. But guns, especially with reaction time, it takes me, and it might just be because my hands are shaky. It takes me so long to line (laughs) up my sights to hit anything. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't do shooty games because I can't react in time. <laughs> like, like one of the one of my husband's favorite games of all time was Titanfall Two. Before basically all the servers got crashed and hacked. I know people suck, but there were a couple of times that I played live, like online portions with him in Titanfall. The number of deaths that I received. Far outweighed the number of deaths that I gave out. (laughs) I just, 
I'm so bad. You gotta be the queen of something, you know? <laughs> the queen of dying, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> or if people could call you the queen of life since you are dishing out death. Yeah. Like the queen of if, good if you feelings. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, the queen of hashtag good vibes. There we go. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> God. Okay, but no, so you played Black Ops Zombies, I'm a, I'm then assuming. Yeah, yeah, and it was and this was kind of my first intro into shooting games cuz prior to that it was all exclusively fighting, racing games, more the adventure games. Yeah. But not the adventure games that involved shooting. Mhm. Because I was also doing wholesome good games like Croc or Banjo and Kazooie. Oh yeah. You know, or or no, what's that one with the one-eyed, no, he had two eyes, but his mouth was sewn shut, and it was like uh. a skinny worm-looking thing. What? It was a really weird game, and I wish I remembered what it was called. I might look it up as we're chatting. Uh, go for it, because I have no idea. Uh, let's see, game... Worm guy with his mouth sewn shut. I don't... Yeah, what is... What was this game called? Because uh, every few years, it literally haunts me, and I'm just like, what was that thing called again? Let's see. Because there's also this other one that I used to enjoy as a kid. I think it was called Medieval, and it was like a skeleton knight, which was a lot of fun. Hmm. But what the hell was this game called? I'm going to look it up and find it eventually, <laughs> but so Nazi zombies, yes. lots of stress. I w yeah, like you, it was getting used to kind of the coordination of using the analog sticks, because mm. especially with PlayStation, you can use the arrows okay. more so than the analog sticks. It's just purely a preference kind of thing. Gotcha. And yeah, I couldn't coordinate it. And you know, as it's one of those things, just kind of like the impossible game, that the more you play it, the harder the levels get. Mm. And I believe you start all the way at the beginning if you die. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, but the one saving grace is that the structure of the levels doesn't change. Okay. So you kind of can get the hang of getting further and further, but it doesn't mean it's any less stressful because the zombies that come about in those later levels, it's like you go from regular slow pace, like full Nazi zombies to hellhounds that chase after you and they're on fire. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they could like doubly fuck your shit up or where it's literal half corpses and they're crawling oh, no. all over the place. You know, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So by the time I was coordinated enough to use these analog sticks and shoot some things, I was already dead. I was already yeah. dearly departed <laughs> and a ball of nerves. Yes. Yeah, no, that's why I never did those kind of games. I never did the shooty games. I do, however, enjoy watching my husband play games. And so we actually, it became a thing where we would play Uncharted together. But by together, I mean, he was the only one that had a controller and I was sitting next to him on the couch helping him solve puzzles. <laughs> Oh, okay. And then I'd be like, there are people, you need to shoot them. I'm not helping because I can't do this. 
You're just like screaming, shoot them! <laughs> I, so, uh, lately we've been replaying some of the Far Cry games, and he had to go to the bathroom, and he handed me the controller, and he's like, just try and hop up and get to the top of the silo, I think is what we were trying to do. Okay. It, this is Far Cry, Far Cry 5, which takes place in Montana, and it's a religious cult that's kind of trying to take over. And so... Was, As they do. Right. It's not far from the truth. <laughs> so when he left, my husband left, there was just a couple of civilians and me. You know, he had cleared out all the bad guys. So I'm I'm jumping around trying to make it to the top. And a goddamn helicopter of bad guys flies over and starts shooting. And I hide in the shack and I'm screaming at him from the couch. How do I pause the game? How do I pause the game? <laughs> Oh, no. And he tells me how, and I pause it, and I just put the controller down, and he comes out, and he's like, people are shooting at me, aren't they? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they brought helicopters. He's like, why didn't you just, like, shoot them down? Like, I don't know how to use the shooty buttons. (laughs) You could say, first of all, how dare you? You know I can't do this. (laughs) This is... Oh, yikes. Oh, and... Just quickly, I found the game. It's called Odd World. Odd World. Yes. What year did it come out? Oh, gosh. Late 90s. Ooh. Yeah, 97. Dang. Uh-huh. I feel... Okay, so tell me how you feel about this, where mm-hmm. graphics today in video games try and make things as lifelike as possible and as mm-hmm. realistic as possible, but to me really scary games are the ones that took place before that was available yes and i don't know if it just added a layer of spook because they couldn't make it look real or what you know what i think you bring up an excellent point because i am a fan maybe for nostalgia purposes of the very geometric hard ass (laughs) pointy it's so severe angles yeah. that characters were made out of like one big thing that comes to mind was Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, there was this because things were so how should you say it like primitive or so severe mm-hmm. that the not great graphics kind of added to it. And, you know, we didn't have anything for comparison. So at the time, it's we considered it pretty amazing. But then, yeah, you're absolutely right. When I look at today's games and like, let's say the Resident Evil games, Mm -hmm. which are just kind of a cult fixture in gaming. Right. Especially what's the one with the big boobies vampire lady that everyone was simping over? Village. Resident Evil Village. Village. That's Lady Dimitrescu. Yes. Yes. And she is so fierce and... I'm all here for it. But the graphics in that, because I've watched playthroughs, are just stunning. Yeah. And so scary. Like, me just watching it, you know, being several times removed from what's actually happening. (laughs) And these people are beating things no problem. But I'm sitting over here like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Run. Run. (laughs) See, like, there are some things that I think having the graphics makes it better. And one of those things for me, and I've talked to other friends about this too, when you play Skyrim and you uh-huh. can literally just look up and watch the sky. Like an actual sky. Yeah. Replica. Wow. And it's just, it's gorgeous. It's almost like they 
they put so much into making the world look and feel real. And I can appreciate that to no end. And yeah. I've never had a game where I almost enjoy walking place to place versus fast traveling more than Skyrim. Isn't that also true of the Witcher games? I heard the graphics are pretty good in that. Um, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I think I might have heard it. I haven't seen anyone play the Witcher games and I haven't played them myself, honestly. Uh-huh. I've seen a few snaps of backgrounds, just kind of, you know, it's just the background. Here it is. Enjoy it. And yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of uh, similar to Red Dead Redemption. Oh, haha. It's, it's really pretty too. We had that game, but then found out my husband doesn't like it, so we we went ahead and uninstalled it because again, it's a shooty game. I can't do that. Right, right. So no one else is going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. I and I, I mean, the same kind of rules apply toward computer games because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but growing up, a lot of my games were very two D. Oh yeah. And then just over time. And, you know, you need larger processors and everything to accommodate for these things. And most people have the gaming PCs that look also so dope. Oh, God, yeah. It's like the PC itself is a game. Yeah, yeah. I love the ones that have, like, the clear kind of see-through element with mm-hmm. the lighting in the, yeah. So cool. But uh, a lot of these computer games, too, I mean, so cool. Like, <laughs> But I will say, when we're talking rudimentary... The less is more approach and crude as possible, Slender Man. Oh my god, yeah. I threw someone's dog by accident. Like, I threw this poor puppy up in the air. I caught it. I caught it. Like, I didn't throw it across the room or anything, but I was so stressed out and so scared and so emotionally invested. And this was just watching my friend play. It wasn't even my turn yet. Oh my god! Yeah, because in this game, you're collecting pages, kind of from the notebook about the Slender Man, right? Yeah. And you know the Slender Man is close when you hear these, like, drums off in the distance, these ominous drums. Because everything mm-hmm. else is the sounds of nature. You're in the forest, like, deep, dark-ass forest, spooky mm-hmm. vibes, and you know nothing good is gonna happen. <laughs> and then, if the Slenderman is really close to you, things start getting fuzzy, like almost white noise-like. Yeah. The static. And then you're hella stressed. Because <laughs> maybe you can get away, but then sometimes you don't. And I remember one time we turned around, or rather my friend turned around, and Slenderman was right there. You know, there was no static, nothing. It's just like, oops, oh, Slender- no. Slenderman. And that's when I threw this poor dog up in the air. Oh, no. I was so stressed out. I feel- I was like, I can't do this. I can't watch you play anymore. <laughs> I feel like Slender Man and the original Five Nights at Freddy's- Oh, gross. Yep. Are two of the games that were online on your computer that just took the internet over. You know? Yes. It just- mm-hmm. People talk about trends, but the absolute fanaticism, I feel like, that came with the Slenderman game and then with the Five Nights at Freddy's game, just, I don't think I've seen something similar to that. You know, conspiracy theories, fan stories, fan art, fan, like, fan fiction, which is weird, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. Stop. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to talk to those people that <laughs> Wait, look up those rated M fan fictions for Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't think I've seen a game come out, you know, in the last year or so that's really taken over like that, I guess, or at least in a similar stream. Yeah, I definitely it was this huge phenomena kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely right in also saying it's gained almost a cult-like status. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it, too, even the the essence of what true horror is, you take something that's fairly, like, innocuous, mm-hmm. you know, like these giant robot animatronic things. Yeah. But then what happens after hours? <laughs> right? I mean, it's spooky. It's spooky. Like, how many of us grew up going to Chuck E. Cheese? And seeing those giant animatronics and, you know, being kind of creeped out, but not enough to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I think there's something to be said about puppets in general that just freak people out, whether they're mechanical or sit on your hand or, you know, to some extent, even mascots. It's almost like a giant puppet being controlled by a person. It's just there's something a little unsettling looking into eyes that don't actually look back, but knowing there's intelligence. Oh, that got the really illusion creepy. of sentience. Yeah, the <laughs> illusion of sentience. Yeah. yeah. Lurking beneath the surface. Ooh. <laughs> Gross. I would love to delve into the psychology of that kind of stuff. That could be another episode then. It sure will. Sure will be. Audience, you're welcome. <laughs> Ooh, I have a question for you. Yes. So we've kind of talked about a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite game to play alone? And what's your favorite game to play with people? Ooh. You know what? That's a really tough question. I was a big fan, and I was also, not to toot my own horn, but (laughs) to toot... I was really good at Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, you were a DDR kid? Absolutely. Oh, my God. You could just hear me, like, bah, 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 like pounding away on that mat, you, you know? You had the mat for home? I did. That's I did. I had awesome. two of them, actually. And so sometimes it was also really fun to play against my friends who were also kind of devotees of DDR. Yeah. The triple DRs. <laughs> Because then, you know, it was a really awesome, just fun, friendly competition. You know, you had this, like, fun, upbeat music. And then, you know, who could keep the longest combo? So it wasn't, it was a dance battle. It wasn't a battle battle, but it was a dance battle. Ooh, throw down the mat. Right. And could we argue that that is even more intense? That's why they had, what were those dance movies? Uh, Stand up or... Oh, step up, um, step up. Yeah. Yeah. So think step up, <laughs> but with grade schoolers. I was going to say there's also like um, Nintendo's version of da- what is that dance? What? Um, they they had it for Wii. They had a. Right. What was that called? I'm pretty sure it also had dance. Just in dance. The title. Just dance. Yep. Yep. Just yep, dance. yep. That's what it was. I. <laughs> Audience, Sorry, I don't know what I'm D doing. D is doing a, like a slow crump into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, her grandma used to get down, <laughs> and then I threw my back out. 
<laughs> yeah, I did it by myself. I don't need anybody's help. Okay, well, what was, okay, so back to the topic. What's your favorite game to play by yourself then? I think Pokemon because mm-hmm. it's easygoing, mm-hmm. it's fun because sometimes there are puzzles to the, you know, if you had to get through mazes, the caves, things like that, or unlock other things. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that aspect, but even like battles. You know, gaining the experience, watching your Pokemon evolve, hatching an egg. I mean, I don't know why. It felt very much stress-free to kind of have this little character that, you know, you controlled the moves of and pick your starters and then collect all these cute Pokemon and train them and raise them. And I don't know. It was fun. But I will say that I think my favorite, and I have a few of the Pokemon games, but Pokemon Crystal. That's the one yeah. with Suicune. Yeah. Yeah, that was a baller time. <laughs> but, oh, and Mortal Kombat. I like yeah. playing that with other people, whether it's the mini games or the adventure mode or whatever, even if it's just, you know, for fun going against someone else. I don't know if it's the gruesomeness of it, because sometimes the finishing moves, especially now, are just the graphics are amazing. Oh, so yeah. they, they almost have this kind of... Th- uh, x-ray aspect of it where you see which parts of the body are impacted yeah and you are so glad that it's not you or in real life (laughs) yeah and you know even Mortal Kombat it's kind of its own phenomenon too I I don't know I would argue it also has kind of this cult appreciation of it (laughs) whether it's that song from the early Mortal Kombat movies you know which one I'm talking about um where it's like some guy screaming Mortal Kombat and it was like very <laughs> synthy and I I don't know I didn't play much Mortal Kombat. The only times I have played Mortal Kombat is in the old school arcades. Yeah, let's get into that cuz I feel no talk <laughs> of video games is complete without talking about the arcade games. Yeah. I um I guess I can kind of start. So I Yeah have lived in a couple of places that still have old-fashioned arcade areas. So I've been to a penny arcade, like an old-school penny arcade, where you had just lines of arcade games Mm -hmm. Um, from, you know, the 80s, the 70s. It was – they're so cool. It's so fun to play those kind of games. And then where I live – actually has a pinball arcade. Oh, fine. It's it's underground. It's in the basement of a building. And I think there's like 40 or 50-some pinball machines all in there, lined up next to each other. It's so cool. They're all haunted. Nothing good ever came from a basement. <laughs> and that does not exclude pinball machines. I I think pinball machines are really fun, especially... The different noises that some of them will make. Oh, they're ridiculous, but they're so fun. And I, I feel like the older ones, like they have one of those cowboy ones where you've got your pinup girls kind of on the back. Mm-hmm. And if you hit it into the correct slots or whatever, you hear a yeehaw or whatever. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's so festive. I love that. Right? What about you and your experience with the arcade Yeah, so where I lived, and especially in the, like, 
city proper. Mm-hmm. They had a few arcades that kind of doubled as bars. Mm. And they had pinball machines and arcade games, too. And I was of age. I was not a child, <laughs> just wandering, moseying into these places. But I enjoyed that when I was older. But prior to that, it was definitely Tekken. Ooh. Loved arcade version Tekken, as well as Darkstalkers. I don't think I've heard of that one. So, with such characters like Morgan Le Fay, she was like a vampire chick. Okay. And if you saw them, you would know automatically the characters. It's kind of like the look is so iconic that you don't even have to know the names of the characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll send you some photos of that and the Mortal Kombat theme song because I'm like, I know she knows this. (laughs) In the Rolodex of your mind, I know it's somewhere in there. Oh, I'm sure it's it's buried somewhere. (laughs) In the treasure trove of my Sulkai and my Jirai. But, so let me ask you, Dear D, what are some games that you enjoy playing by yourself or with others? Or even with your husband, is there, like, a game that y'all like to bond over and play regularly? So, a game that I we've gotten into within the last couple of years that we play with friends, that I have never laughed so hard in my life playing games with other people, is Fall Guys. And it's... Do tell. Do you remember those little beans back from, like, the early 2000s that had a weight in one side? Yeah. They were, like, crazy beans. And they had the stupid faces or, like, some yes. kind of graphic. Yep. Yeah. uh-huh. Okay, so picture that with arms and legs. Ew. That's your character. So <laughs> it's, like, this little bean <laughs> with arms and legs, and you run through obstacle courses. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like Spy Kids, those thumb minions. <laughs> That only consisted of fingers, like the limbs. The thumb people. Yeah. That's what this bean character reminds me of. (laughs) Okay, so what what makes it so funny is that when you're racing, you have to jump, you know, sometimes from different places. Mm -hmm. And you can get stuck in a continuous loop and you can't get out. (laughs) so there's this one there's this one map where it's an op like an actual race track that you race through right in the first however many people that cross the finish line get to move on to the next round Uh uh-huh and there are (laughs) there are these little uh think a swing set almost that kind of just goes over and but it's not like on ropes it's just a solid bar that would just go over and over like something you'd see uh, at a circus, like trapeze type yeah. thing. Yeah. So you, you have to jump through those and keep going or whatever. And then there was also little hammers that spin this way. Okay. So think of it on its side. So you've got the hammer head on one part and it's spinning horizontally. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. I got stuck in a corner. <laughs> In both of those things on two different occasions. And what's really funny is that if... So I'll play with uh, my husband and one of our our friends. And if you get out the round prior, but your friends continue, you can stay and watch your friends. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my friend, it was me and my husband that were still in the race, and my friend had already gotten knocked out. And I'm just like screaming incoherently as I'm stuck in a corner with this damn hammer, and she's losing it. I'm hearing her in my headset just crying because she's laughing so hard. Oh my gosh. But then let me ask when you, when baby was stuck in a corner. <laughs> How do you, was it just a matter of you trying to avoid these hammers or was it kind of like a glitch and until someone won, you were stuck? Mm-hmm. There's just, we call it getting silly legged, where your legs. Silly legged? <laughs> <laughs> no. your, your legs, for some reason, sometimes if you jump too high or get stuck, you can't get up in time before it hits you again. Oh, no. So it's like either you wait for a very kind-hearted person to bump into you and push you out of that situation, or you just stay there screaming in agony until the game's over. (laughs) Sad beans. But I just, its it was every time in one of those races, I got hit every time. (laughs) Because it's two laps. You know what? You need to send me, like, a video of a playthrough. (laughs) <laughs> because there's a lot going on in my mind right now. <laughs> I might actually have a video saved to my Xbox account from it because I just, I couldn't get up. And at that point, I'm like, fuck it, I'm recording this. Yeah, I'm already peeing on this couch from laughter. It's fine. Oh, it was so bad. Let me see. When it comes to gaming by myself, I really enjoy games that are relaxing that mm-hmm. I don't have a huge stake in. So I mentioned Skyrim. I go back to Skyrim a lot if I'm just... That's my escape game, basically. It's always a toss-up between Skyrim or Stardew. And those are both games that I can easily hyperfixate for eight hours at a time. What about them makes them so engaging and enjoyable? Maybe it's the the instant gratification a lot of the things offer. Mm-hmm. Or it's the routine. Because for Stardew, for anyone who doesn't know Stardew, you're a farmer. And you have your own farm. And then, you know, there are fishing opportunities. And there's a cave that you can go mining in. And it's just, it's really fulfilling, maybe. Like, you wake up at 6 a.m. and you go water your crops or pick whatever is grown. And you can Uh take care of your animals. It's just, it's really cute and wholesome. Aww. Uh, And I think for Skyrim, it's just the open world and adventure that you can have. And I know Bethesda has, they're they're always saying, oh, we're releasing the next Skyrim. And they released Elder Scrolls and it's an online platform where you play with other people. And it's okay. What I want to see is I want Skyrim to honestly like release DLCs of the other areas that exist within the world. Okay. Because there's, you know, the the Khajiit, which are cat people, are from a different area. And then, you know, the Argonians, which are lizard people, are from a different area. And I would just love The lusty Argonian maid. (laughs) Volumes one through three. Um, (laughs) For those who know. (laughs) But I would really enjoy that if I could go to different lands that exist within the world versus... 
We've created a whole new... I don't give a shit about that. I don't want that. I don't want to play with other people online. I just want to go exploring. Please and thank you. Is it almost like an adventure mode where you have a series of quests as you go along that ties into a larger story then? Yeah, so there's... Skyrim has its main story that... I mean, if all you did was just the main story, you could blow through it pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But there are so many side stories and side quests. It's very much the joke of starting a game and doing all of the side quests and showing up to the first boss at level 100. Yes. (laughs) When you're supposed to fight them at level 5. That's Skyrim. (laughs) I like that. You know what? I would recommend... Mortal Kombat Deception to you because part of the story is there are different realms and Mm -hmm. it's I don't even know how to describe but there is this one kind of vaulting point in which you're able to enter all the realms because there's Order Realm, Edenia, Earth Realm which is kind of like you know where people normally inhabit Outworld Mm -hmm. which is kind of like everything is backwards and chaotic it's almost like hell it feels like in this really just badlands-looking spooky place. Gotcha. And so you're able to access all of those things, and, you know, you can go through the story mode, and that's how you slowly unlock each of these places, because the the god supposedly sends you through each of these places. But, you know, so everything makes sense, and mm-hmm. you still have access to that. And also... For all the wares that you collect, because there's different colored coins and each coin means a different amount, you can go to the crypt and (laughs) unlock costumes and uh, it's kind of like a fun behind the scenes merger of it where they show you uh, character development, like the character design or, Uh you know, the art behind the game. It's, It's really cool. So they have a little bit of everything, both practical and Less practical, but still enjoyable things. Listen, anytime Skyrim, for example, that you can choose how you look in the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There goes an hour of my playtime. <laughs> I, I have to go through every fucking option. I want to see all the different types and mixes I can make. And it's the hair. It's the, with Skyrim, you can do how thick the neck is, how big the nose, like it's everything, everything on top of color. It's also size. It's very similar to Sims almost. You know what? Yeah. I think it's mandatory that if you don't spend at least a minimum of an hour designing your character, do you even care about this game anyway? Right? Like, you're about to put 100 hours plus playtime into this, and you're going to stare at the back of your head the entire time. You might as well like what you see. Right. (laughs) It's a a law, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Directly to jail if you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the scourges and dungeons of hell for you (laughs) if you don't do a proper character design. It's like hearing police sirens and some mom goes, Jimmy, what did you do? I skipped character customization. I didn't raise you that way. (laughs) Yeah, officers, take this heathen away. (laughs) Teach them a lesson. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's... That might honestly just be my favorite thing to do if... And I have, I've tried playing The Sims, and I don't know if I'm just stupid because I play it on Xbox. 
I can't figure it out. I have no idea how to customize anything further than like the basics. And I don't know if it's just the Sims pack that I bought or what, but man, if I could just have a game where I make people that be <laughs> like customize people. <laughs> yeah. Let me fix your shit up. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of my favorite parts, but I think, do you have any, final opinions that you have to get out before you explode about video games nothing too pressing i think the one thing would be having more time to play video games (laughs) On, on occasion my friends and i would get together and play something on an old system most recently it's kind of turned more toward board game board games okay but sometimes i really miss just playing video games for the hell of it, especially Pokemon. I don't know. Because, again, it's such a soothe. It is. That's- yeah. My brain can just, like, clock out for, like, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like uh, Pokemon is almost the next step up from Tamagotchi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I would argue probably, like, a very uh, natural... SSRI or, you know, anything that gets that dopamine and serotonin up. Oh, yeah. Very easy. How about you, dear D? Any final opinions on video games? Anything you would like changed? Or what's stayed the same that you think is good? I think we need to stop. I think there's just been a really big focus on online games and while that's a good option because it does let you connect to other people and play with friends, I just, I want more single long story games. I want more Skyrim or Stardew. And I mean, even then you can have people join you, but Mm -hmm. like, I would rather almost have private party games versus online games. Mm -hmm. I want more of those. (laughs) I want more of those where I can get lost in the story or open world and just, have fun exploring you know Mm -hmm. that's what i would like i think you need to write some video game developers some nice angry letters some strongly worded letters strongly worded letters yeah and it's written on like pink paper with a pink sharpie (laughs) so it's extra extra passive aggressive just a thought i'll spritz it with perfume before i send it out Yeah, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> Send it in the mail. <laughs> fuck you, XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, with that being said, lovely listeners, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe and send us to your friends. Tell a- tell them that we are awesome and worth, worth listening to. <laughs> do you like words (laughs) then do i have a show for you no (laughs) (laughs) but no we greatly appreciate all that you do for us and until next week stay alive friends take care everyone